This is what the pinball community sounded like today at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time when you finally got to see Guns N' Roses. It sounded like this. What did I tell you was going to happen when people saw Guns N' Roses? Did you think Canada was going to be wrong again and I was going to pull another Willy Wonka and my entire credibility in the pinball world would be shattered forever? I knew I knew if this game didn't deliver, it was going to shatter my credibility forever. And there's a reason why I've been sitting on this game for so many months and I've been so excited and I've been hyping the hell out of Guns N' F and Roses and now you know why. You can probably hear my voice. I'm just like exhausted. Like at the end of this journey, seeing this game months ago, knowing what Eric and JJP had in store, I was just so excited to see how they were going to reveal this game. And let me just say, this was the best pinball reveal of all time. And let me repeat that. This was the greatest pinball reveal the world has ever seen. I feel like Jersey Jack Pinball sent a message to every single pinball company at one o'clock today. And this is like the theme song for the launch of this game. Alright, so let's deconstruct the greatest pinball launch that we've ever seen in the history of pinball. And look, look, I know that we haven't played the game yet. I know that that is a huge thing that everyone wants to see. And you're going to see it tonight probably because people have picked up these games already. A hundred machines were completed and are already at the factory being picked up. There are some around the world that are already unboxed. And I've seen this game in full motion. I've seen the video of this game and it's going to blow you away. The more you see of Guns N' Roses, mark my words, the more you're going to be impressed by what Eric and company have done with these games. I've lost my voice. I've been so excited screaming at everything I've seen in this game. And so here's how I wanna deconstruct this thing. I wanna talk about the launch first. Because I will say, it is the greatest launch in the history of pinball machines, but there was one thing I would have done differently. And I told Ken Cromwell, I think they did it perfect, but there was one thing I would have done differently, and I'll explain what I mean by that. But other than like the thing I'm going to talk about, how amazing was it to see the high production video they put together to show this game to the world? 
right? On one level, you've got Stern Pinball having Zack Sharp stand over Ninja Turtles looking all serious with his serious face. You know, he's kind of cranky trying to put up a high score during a demo video. Did that get you excited about Ninja Turtles? And this, they've got a super attractive woman. She slaps high five and all of a sudden, you know, the dun 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 jungle, bah! And then the game pop right into gameplay footage. And this is exactly how you should launch a pinball machine. It's exactly how you should sell a toy to the world with an exciting piece of content that people can share and people are excited to share and doesn't go too deep. It doesn't go too hard into like the rules. Like It's really just about a flash moment, right? A moment to sell the sizzle of this game. And my God, when I saw this video though, the one thing about it, when I saw it, it was so high energy. There were so many quick cuts that I was like, you know, it's almost too much to even understand what's going on with the game when you see the video because people were missing stuff like that that there's a big LCD screen underneath the glass that's in the upper right corner. People are like, no, it doesn't have that. I'm like, yeah, it's right here in this part of the video and that part of the video. Oh, and look, here's like another thing and another thing. And like, so it was really hard to sort of take it all in because we're used to videos sort of showing us, you know, more of the, the top down look of the play field, but that's okay. That's okay. This is what a high energy sort of sizzle teaser is supposed to do to get you excited about the game. I mean, who watched this video and didn't think that this was the greatest launch pinball video that we've ever had? I mean, this is how it should be done. And if you're another pinball company out there and you're thinking of revealing your game to the world, Jersey Jack Pinball just set the bar super duper high on this game. And then we got another great video. Like they had all these assets ready to go. Zach Manny's straight down the middle video. I don't know if you've seen it yet, but you should go check it out. They did a 22 minute deep dive video on the game. And this is a game in which you need to hear it. You need to see it. You need to see it in, in, in motion. And his video is phenomenal. And I think when people see the light show interacting with the music, with the gameplay, I think it, it starts to bring even more of why this game is so special. And what I loved about Zach's video is how he interviews Eric and he tells the story of making this game. And I know Eric did an interview with our, our boy Christopher Franchi on his show. You guys should check that out. But here's why I think this game is so damn special. And I think for those of you out there who don't understand the hype, let me break it down for you real simple. Let me break down why Slash is telling everybody you're never going to see another music pin and maybe not even another pinball machine that gives you this much in your lifetime. And here's what I mean by that. The most valuable thing in this game the, and you people are talking about the price and we're going to talk about the price and why I'm all in on a CE. But the most valuable thing in this game is the fact that Slash, the lead guitarist for Guns N' Roses, worked on this game with Eric. They have everything and then some that you would want in a Guns N' Roses music pin. I mean, the access to the band, to their footage, to their songs, 21 songs, 21 Name me another music pin that comes anywhere close to that. Not only that, they got so many hours of HD concert footage. They got access to the band's photographer for all their imagery. They got access to the artist who's done all the Guns N' Roses posters over the years. Tell me what other music band, what other music band has given anyone remotely, remotely this kind of access to the game. You know, the, the last pinball machine that had this much sort of access was Rick and Morty and Batman 66. And both of those games 
were developed with the creator of the series, right? So Justin worked with Spooky on Rick and Morty, and that's why the theme integration in Rick and Morty is so phenomenal. And Adam West and Joe Kamikow put everything that, that you could think of from the Batman 66 world into the game. And now we're getting this game that has complete access to the world of Guns N' Roses. And that is so rare. And that is worth so much. Like you can't even put a price tag on having that level of access to the license that you're working with. And I think anyone out there who doubt it, like if Guns N' Roses is a good theme, doubt it whether or not GNR has like mainstream popularity, doubt it whether or not a GNR pinball machine in 2020 would be relevant. This is why. This is why GNR is a phenomenal pinball machine and still is relevant today. When you hear that music, when you see that woman dancing to Paradise City over the machine, I mean, tell me, tell me, what gets people more excited? Like that? The way you can market a game with that in it? Or just the stock pinball music that you're going to get in your Avengers machine? I mean, I don't mean to take punches at other companies because they, you know, there's great games being developed all throughout pinball right now. It's a win-win for everybody. But I'm just saying this is why I knew GNR was going to be so special because Eric's design coupled with Slash, coupled with the fact that the band was involved in the production and design of this game throughout the entire process of making it, you were ne you're never going to get this level of integration very often in pinball. It's not going to happen. There, there is no way you're going to get this level of integration with Toy Story. It's not happening. You are never going to get, the creators of Toy Story are not working with Jersey Jack on the game. They are licensing assets. This was not a Jersey Jack and Guns N' Roses licensing deal. This was a complete collaboration between Eric, JJP, and Slash and the band. Complete collaboration. I mean, I was just talking to Frank Thunderchucker, awesome dude, super nice guy. He's into muscle cars. I met Frank years ago when I did my Dr. Pepper promotion, super nice guy. And I'm like, Frank, man, I'm looking at your drumsticks in the pinball machine. And you know what he said to me? He goes, wait, the game's out? He's like, no one even told him the game was out yet. When you're a member of Guns N' Roses, you're always the last one to find out what's happening with the band, um, but he's excited. You've got his drumsticks in this game. You've got Axel, Slash, and Duff are going to sign these games. I mean, seriously, if that doesn't get you excited, I mean, Axel Rose and Slash and Duff McKagan will be signing this game. Look how much money you spent with Elvira's signature edition. Elvira, all they gave you was a piece of couch and that thing sold out and it was $2,500 more then the Guns N' Roses Collector's Edition. And I get there's 10 times more CEs, but there's 10 times more in the Collector's Edition that's gonna make people go crazy. All right, all right, so there's so much to unpack here that I can't unpack it all on this podcast, but I just wanna say, how amazing is this game? I mean, look what Eric did with this game. I'm trying to pull up. I don't See, that's the thing about this game. It's like, it's hard to figure out where to even go to start talking about the awesomeness that he pumped into this game. I mean, I'm looking at a spinner. It's the details that are all over this game. And that's why it's the sum of the parts. I was saying, when you want pinball innovation, you're not gonna see like one whiz bang innovative thing. The entire thing together is an innovative package in pinball, right? The one question nobody is saying is where's the pin bar? No one's saying that. No one's giving up their food truck orders for this thing, right? Yeah, they are. Everybody is. 
All right, before I go over the game and, and the things in the game that I think make it so amazing and why I think the collector's edition is worth the money and why I went in on a few of them today, I'll explain who they're for. But before I do that, I do want to say that I think there's one thing they should have done differently on the reveal of this game. And I think all the assets were perfect, but here's what I would have done a little bit differently now that I think about the way everything hit today. So the thing that I would have done differently is I would have revealed the Slash and Eric video on Friday. I would have put out something that got people super excited on Friday for this game. And even you could have released the one with the woman playing the machine on Friday. I would have basically got that thing out there and got people so excited and I would have said order banks are opening up for the collector's editions on Monday morning at 9 a.m. Because here's the problem that happened today and this was the one issue I had is nobody knew when anything was happening. Absolutely nobody knew when stuff was going to drop. They didn't know what time stuff was going to drop. They didn't know when assets were going to be available. So Jersey Jack Pinball for all the incredible assets they created, the one thing they did also create was mass confusion by the customers. The customers had no idea when they would be able to see stuff. They had no idea when they'd be able to order stuff. And that actually I think was a mistake because if you think about what Spooky did so well, they showed you the game before the weekend and then they told you the exact time in which the order banks opened up for the game. And that's the way you do it because you want to create a frenzy at a specific time and place. It's like the way Jersey Jack did it today is like we all knew what city to be in for the concert, but nobody knew what time the concert was and nobody knew where the venue was. Like people were asking like, well, where do I, where do I get to go to see stuff? Like, is it going to be this? Is it going to be IGN? Is it going to be YouTube? And I think they should have done it a little bit differently because now like you didn't get everybody lined up. Like they really should have got everyone lined up to buy it at the exact same same time and had more than 500 people barging through the door to get that collector's edition. And I still think they're going to sell out, but I just don't think they're going to sell out in one day just because everyone's so scattered. Like they didn't, no one knew, like nobody knew that this is where you had to be with your money ready to go. Just nobody knew. Um, but that being said, it's, it's, it's a minor thing, but maybe it's not so minor, but it's something I think that for the next launch they should work on is like really, really giving people more clarity as to when and where all this is going to happen. Because again, you want, you want people to buy, like you want people to put their orders in. And, and I think Spooky still, when it, that's the one tactic Spooky did better was they, they let people line up to buy it. That being said, it didn't take very long for me to order some of these games. And I'm ordering one for me, one for you know someone else in my family, one for a very good friend, and one for another friend of mine who's a huge GNR fan. Because I knew that my friends who love Guns N' Roses, they have no idea pinball's a thing. They have no idea this game was coming out. They have no clue. But I told them, you're gonna wanna get in on this game. Now I'm on this week in pinball right now and I'm just looking at the game right now and there's so much in this game to unpack. What I love about this game is you don't even know where to start. Like where do you start with the things to get excited about? Do you start with the unique lighting system that's over the stage that looks like the hexagons from the GNR stage? Do you start with that big LCD screen below it that's going to show the actual videos that GNR shows on stage? Do you start with the record spinner? 
Do you start with the ramp that goes to the upper playfield that has an actual Gibson Les Paul ball lock that holds six balls for multi-ball? Do you start there? Do you go to Duff's bass guitar that's the entire upper left side of the playfield? I mean, look at that, that wire form where it's like you're tuning the bass. How sick is that? Do you go to the, the, the drumsticks that are in this game that are like the ball trail that's a, that are two full-size drumsticks? And then, you know, we're not even seeing like all the different fun pathways for the ball to go in this game. There's so much to shoot at in this game. I can't wait. All right, so let's talk about some of the features that are in this game. There's 21 full-length studio master recordings. Okay, so we got this wrong by one track. There's exclusive pinball music created by Slash, right? Slash made original music for the game. That's awesome. There's exclusive original instrumentation and sound effect recordings by Slash, Duff McKagan, and Richard Fortas. The game narration by Duff McKagan and Melissa Reese. Additional voice recording by Axa Rose, Slash, Richard Fortas, Frank Ferrer, Dizzy Reed, and GNR announcer McBob. That's amazing. So I think what's amazing about that, additional voice recordings, I think you're going to have Axel, because that McBob guy is the one who goes, you want it the best? Well, they didn't make it, so here's what you get from Hollywood. I think you're going to get an introduction to this game that's going to be this guy doing something like that, and Axel might do something like, do you know where the F you're playing pinball? You're in the jungle, baby. Like, if we get some of that, if we get original voice recordings by Axl Rose in this game, you start to tell me that this game's not worth the money. You're not seeing where the value is. Come on, people. Live footage and concert screen animations from Not In This Lifetime Tour. And there's tons of footage they got. I think they've got three hours from 18 different shows to choose from. It's got a jukebox attract mode option. And this is another huge thing. It's got content settings. You can do family friendly, which is default. But here's the best part. There's an adult explicit song, explicit video content, and explicit voice work. So there's an adult setting in this game that's going to make it more R-rated and more Guns N' Roses. It's got a 120-watt 2.1 stereo sound system. Just seeing 2.1 in stereo together doesn't seem right, right? Shouldn't it be like five? Whatever. It's got Bluetooth, headphone, and Wi-Fi connectivity. You know my favorite part? of the launch video, besides the woman playing the game, having a great time, was Axa Rose throwing the mic into the air and on the mic, it says game over. I mean, what a great way to let the other competition know, we've got Axa Rose, we've got Slash, all you other pinball manufacturers out there, game over. What a mic drop moment this is, right? Yeah, Keith Elwin can drop a mic with one of his launches, but it's still just Keith Elwin dropping the mic. This is Axel Rose throwing the mic into the ring. This is Axel's pinball machine and Slash's pinball machine. I love it. See, this is why competition is great. It's nothing against Keith. He's amazing. Avengers is an amazing game. It's just, this is just another level up, it looks like. And we'll know how it shoots coming up. I mean, how cool is the guitar pick that's the spinner? Like, it's the details in this game. Some other features. There's an exposed core playfield magnet. I don't know where that is. I don't know if that, I don't know where that core playfield magnet is. There's three pop bumpers, a lockdown bar action button, a seven inch display with additional game rules and animations. Familiar in-song performance assessment rocket meter, new non-mechanical ball sensors, 75 plus mini insert LEDs for world tour map and music notes. 
unique guaranteed progress in-lane configuration, all the Coma area outlane ball save. We're going to talk about the Coma thing because I think it's a unique feature on the Collector's Edition. All right, so we have the Standard Edition, which doesn't have the upper play field. It's got the Standard Edition art package I really don't get, nor do I like. I don't know what that is. Like, what, what is this? It's like these like little comical, like zombie-looking Guns N' Roses characters. I, I've never, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. They really did do a good job of making it so you're gonna want the LE. Like, you're gonna want the LE. I know the collector's edition is the one for me, and I do think it has the value, but you're really gonna want the LE in this game. The other thing is, it only has 200 RGB LEDs in the standard edition, because you're losing all those lights that are in the upper playfield areas of the game. All right, so the collector's edition and limited edition are really where this game comes to life. So you get, I mean, this Fender bass is so sick. You get the triple path, four string, bass ramp, wire form. I mean, it's just a work of art. You get two full motion articulating RGB LED stage spotlights. These spotlights, if you see them go during the game, I've never seen that before in a pinball machine. Have you? Is that is that considered innovation? I think so. You have a hi-hat and cymbal interactive drum kit pop bumper toys. I mean, how cool is that? I mean, Eric is all about the details. The pop bumpers are drum cymbals that are next to life-size drumsticks. And when you hit the pop bumpers, they make the cymbal noise. They go up and down. Haven't seen anything like this before. So don't say there's no innovation in this game. The limited edition has 350 individually controlled RGB LEDs. There's gonna be 5,000 LEDs. Here we go again with this 5,000 LED thing. I mean, stupid. Just say it's unlimited. It's like the premium. It's so, see, it's 5,000. <laughs> Oh, they just, you know, they, they're so close. I love the art package on the LE. I would argue that it's just as good as the collector's edition, if not better, because it's there's so much detail in those awesome posters. I love the, the red armor on the LE as well. I mean, you pretty much have the game in the LE. Now, here's why I got the collector's edition. Let me explain real simple why I think the collector's edition is the way to go, and they've listened to me. If you've heard this show, I've always said, when you pay more, you should get a unique gameplay feature. You should have a unique gameplay experience. And they've listened to me in this game. The Collector's Edition has a mechanism that is not available on the LE. It has a ball lock in the apron of the game on the left side that you can see through and see the balls locking in that mechanism. And I also heard that there's a special mode for those balls. There's a special coma mode in which those balls come to life. So let me repeat that. You're going to have a special mechanism and a special mode that is exclusive to the collector's edition owners. And right there alone is reason enough to buy this machine just for that coma special feature. And it's real. Like this is even more than just the Tron Vault edition that had, you know, the, the Daft Punk multi-ball. This is even cooler because not only is it coma multi-ball, but it's coma with a mechanism that you don't get anywhere else. And so they went a step further than what people got in Tron. And just there, just there alone, that only 500 people in the world are gonna have that special coma mode. And it's and, and coma as a song with these lights going, and oh my God, it's gonna be so crazy. But here's what the collector's edition has. It has the Appetite for Destruction Radcal Cabinet Art Package, which is really cool. I mean, it is the, the character from the original Appetite for Destruction Art Package. You're going to get the Powder Coat Purple, which looks really good. You're going to get the Purple Emotion Plastic Set, the hand-drawn mirrored back glass. 
only 500, 600 controlled RGB LEDs. Now look, they they this number is misleading because they're counting all the LED RGBs that are actually the under cabinet lighting and there's cabinet lighting on the back of the back box. That's what, and, and then there's lighting on the topper. So that's how it's jumping from 350 to 600 is because of those. You're gonna get a special Sparkle Gibson headstock upper play field. You're gonna get the signature card signed by Axel Duff and Slash and the drumsticks will be signed by Frank. You get the unique CE exclusive playfield artwork. Again, the playfield artwork is different around that world map. It's different color. It's like purple and gold and it sparkles, which looks amazing. And then you're going to get this awesomely huge, the skull and rose shooter housing sculpture, which just looks awesome. It's like the plungers coming through the skull's head. Also, the side armor is engraved. This CE has the topper with the speaker too. I mean, I love this CE package. I mean, I think this is more than enough to justify the cost in going in with the CE. And I know some of you out there don't feel that way, but I do. And I, when I saw it, I'm like, I'm all in on the collector's edition. And I think it's special. I do, I think it's special. And I just think this pen in general is so special. And I just wanna have the nicest version of this super special pin. Now for the rest of you out there, 9,500 bucks, you're all in on this LE and you, you get pretty much the entire game. And so I don't think you're gonna miss out on much. I think the LE, you know, you add a little inner art blades and you're good to go. There's gonna be tons of Guns N' Roses toppers that become available for this machine. And you know, I'm sure someone will figure out a way. There's so many modders to add a speaker bar to the top that you guys can put out there in the world. And I just love the fact that it's out. You can hear my voice. I'm so exhausted. I literally have been screaming and shouting about how excited I am with this game. And I think this game delivers. I think this game is going to cause a seismic shift in pinball. I do. I would rather have a game like this than have four to five games a year that just don't get us going like this. I'm sorry. A Jersey Jack game that has checked all of the boxes has never happened before. And I mean all of the boxes, hand-drawn art, a great rule set, which we know Keith is going gonna, is gonna to provide. It, the games are shipping the day they revealed them. You know, there's, not, there's no weak point. I've always said this. Every Jersey Jack machine always had an Achilles heel. If you think Guns N' Roses is the weak point, you're crazy. You're crazy. Everyone in the world knows who Slash is. Everybody in the world knows who Slash is. And, you know, and Guns N' Roses music is iconic. If you don't think so, you're crazy. All right, so, like, I think this game just checks all the boxes. I also think people are going to start to realize we deserve games this good. This is what pinball should be. This level of excitement, the launches should get us going like this. These are expensive games. We've been so used to the cookie-cutter approach. It's just been so cookie-cutter. You know, have Zach Sharp in a black room and just show a minute of the game. And then you stream the game to death and you do the same boring reveals and, and you do these confusing streams on Twitch and that's it. And that's how you launch a pinball machine. And then we're on to the next. No, this, this did it right. This got everybody excited. And I'm already starting to see. Here's the other thing I want you guys to do. Don't go on Pinside. Just enjoy this. I'm already starting to read losers on Pinside. I'm serious. If you don't like this pin, what are you doing in pinball? Like I already see people starting to complain, starting to break down things. Oh, you can get the speaker bar for 70 bucks at Walmart. Like there are so many joyless 
people on pin side that they're going to try and now complain about this and complain about that. I don't think there's anything to complain about with this game. In fact, once you see this game being played, you're going to be blown away. And I would urge you, I would urge you. I mean, the sentiment on pin side is predominantly positive. It is. But you can start to see those cranky people who can't even afford one. You can start to see those cranky people creeping in. And you can't tell me If you just bought an Avengers, if you just bought an Avengers, you can't tell me that you didn't wake up and see all this today and say, damn, maybe I should have waited. I should have listened to Canada and just waited, right? And and I love that people are like, well, you know, it it doesn't have to be one or the other. But that's also like BS because nobody wants to spend $20,000 in one month on pinball. And if you just bought an Avengers LE for $9,200 and now you see this, well, you're 20 grand in now in one month on a pinball purchase and nobody wants to be $20,000 into pinball. I think everyone just wants a great game. If I could give Jersey Jack some advice, it's this, just do this once a year. Make this happen once a year and you will sell so many of these games and we will be satisfied. I don't think you need to get to the level of Stern. Let Stern be Stern. Let Stern sell four to five games a year. Let them. Let them sell 20,000 games globally a year. Let them. Maybe just sell, if you're Jersey Jack, maybe sell 5,500 at a premium price, but make every game matter. Make it worth it. I'd much rather have one of these than four to five cookie cutter games that just always feel like recycled ideas. When you look at this game and you look at what's in it, you're not seeing this level of creative thinking over at the other manufacturers. I mean, there are some manufacturers now which you can't even put into the conversation anymore. What a wake-up call this was to Deep Root Pinball. Steve Bowden woke up today and shared another page from the Raza comic book, ironically in which Ned is saying, drum roll, please. I mean, think about how delusional their, their marketing is right now. This is what people wanted, a game, a real game, on a line, in a box. This is all we want, a magical game on a line that you can buy. And what I love about the footage that Zach took, where does it take place? Where does it take place? Not in the the special design room. It doesn't take place in the auditorium. It takes place in the factory. All we see in the background is Jersey Jack's factory. That's what it takes to make pinball. So I think it's an amazing day for pinball. I think Ken and team over there did an incredible job. I think Eric has designed a game that is going to be the talk of the town for a very long time. I even think people are not going to be clamoring anymore for more pirates. I think this is going to scratch the itch for so many people and then some. I can't wait to see your your reaction when you see it being played. I am completely exhausted. I have no energy left. And I hardly have any money left after all the money I just put down on this game. An amazing day for pinball. They just showed everybody how it's done. Not just from a a marketing standpoint, but from a game standpoint. This is what we want. They have now raised the bar. This is good for everybody out there. You best believe Keith Elwin is looking at this saying, I can do this too. You best believe the other companies out there know that this is the new bar. I mean, how is Steve Ritchie going to show Led Zeppelin if it comes nowhere near this level of creativity and integration with the band? I mean, seriously, how are you going to show a music pin after this? This just changed music pins forever. It did. And you're going to see why when we get streams tonight and this week. And it's a great day. Everybody, 
Have an amazing night. I'm so happy you all get to finally see what I've been hyping all of these months. And please forgive me for Willy Wonka. It's over. I know I made a mistake. This is so much better than Willy Wonka. And I know you know it. And that's why I knew I wasn't going to pull another Wonka, guys. Have a great night. We'll talk to you soon. Oh, it's party.